Today, I want to share with you something different. I was interviewed on a podcast on one of the world's largest podcast networks for developers called DevChat. It's hosted by my good friend and CEO of DevChat, Chuck Wood. On the episode, we talk about how to do large volumes of high quality work without spending more time on it. That's the key. So whether you're a developer or an entrepreneur or engineer or accountant or any kind of knowledge worker for that matter, this interview will teach you how to do large volumes of high quality work without spending more time on it. So let me go ahead and press play on this podcast episode where I get interviewed. So enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're doing a bonus episode. This is something that I really wanted you all to have. Wasn't quite sure how to fit it into the other shows. So you're getting a bonus episode with my friend Manny, Vaya, and I. We're going to be talking about how to do large volumes of high quality work while spending fewer hours working. And it sounds like this magic trick, but it's this, he's got this whole system for it and it's its really amazing. And so um, I'm really just going to kind of kick it off and then, you know, Manny and I will have a conversation about it. Um, but Manny, do you want to just remind people who you are real quick, 2000 books and all that good stuff that you've got over there? Sure, man. I mean, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for having me. It's always exciting to be here and talk to you guys about stuff that makes our lives, like stuff that helps our careers skyrocket. Like I used to be a computer engineer, you know that. Um, I I worked in the tech industry uh, for over 10 years before I left it to start my own business. But over all these years, one of the most important things I learned as I was growing in my career, as I started as a low layer assembly level programmer, to rising from those ranks all the way to managing billion dollar, billion with a B, billion dollar cell phone projects, one thing became apparent to me that people who win in life, in careers, in business, are the ones who know how to produce large volumes of high quality, not low quality, right? Large volumes, not small quality, large volumes of high quality work without spending more time at it. You know, anyone can work 1,000 hours to produce something meaningful, but the guy who can produce that in 10 hours, that's the person you need to talk to because they can produce a lot more. Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm wondering because people are probably sitting there going, okay, is there a trick to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there, you know, is there some magic wand? Go work out for 10 hours a day and then, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so, so let me tell you a little story and that story will kind of set the scene for all of us here. Help us understand what's going on. So back when I was working in my last uh, job as a computer engineer, as I was working in my tech career back then at one of the world's largest cell phone chip manufacturers, Qualcomm. Some of you guys might know about it. It's almost a $100 billion company today. One of the fascinating things was, or (laughs) not fascinating at that time, it was painful. One of the things I realized that I was working really, really, really hard. I would wake up at six in the morning, you know, jump out of bed, the alarm is blaring, check my email, uh, check everything to make sure there are no fires at work and uh, just get ready barely fast enough, grab, grab my breakfast and run to work. And you run to work and I would be sitting there at work and I would be like, okay, 
let me let me get on, get on it. But first, I start checking email. So I'm checking email, checking email, processing quote unquote email just to get started working. And then I get an IM from a colleague, and they're like, "Oh, want to grab some coffee?" I'm like, "All right, let's go grab coffee." So we go get coffee. Then we come back to work. Then I'm again back in the email craziness, or there's some IM about, "Hey, let's do this," or "Hey, have you done this?" thing can you please uh, send in that uh, that presentation or you know some at some point the vp is uh, on my on my case saying hey when the customer is escalating this, this issue how come it's not resolved yet what's going on and so on and so forth so all day long my life was a complete misery if i may say so because i just was like constantly working on random things here and there working on something, working on something important, working on something meaningful, working on a project only to, <laughs> you know, only like five minutes later, there's an email notification. I'm like, oh my God, oh, my customer is uh, screaming about this. Let me go run and chase that down. And then I'm working and doing something. And then again, 10 minutes later, there's a, a text message from someone saying, hey, this so-and-so is saying this and this. And can you please respond to that email? Or can you please respond to that issue or can you please set up a meeting to talk about that issue or can you please talk to those developers and let's figure out this issue because I was managing projects managing cell phone projects at the time and my whole day was just spent going from one thing to another running from like literally feeling like a chicken without chicken with its head cut off like just running like crazy man and at the end of the day maybe 7 p.m 8 p.m when you know it's time to go back home go back home I'm still cluttered. My head is like spinning because of all the things I know I need to do and I couldn't do because at work, I was constantly getting interrupted, constantly, you know, running in different directions. I was scattered. I was frazzled. Part of me was like, hey, should I go home? Should I go to the gym? What do I do? And I'm, you know, I come back home. I fire up my laptop and I'm like, let me, let me work through, let me power through this, power through this, this, the stupidest thing that I now realize is, let me power through this. It's just, there's no sustainability in uh, a human body when we call it power through it, right? So I'm sitting there trying to work on important stuff while my brain is dead. And while I'm working, I'll usually doze off to sleep and then again, wake up to the blaring alarm the next morning. Uh, Does that sound familiar, Chuck? (laughs) Mildly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just to add in, email is what I do when I want to feel like I'm working without actually working. And and yeah, that that's really it, right? At the end of the time, the, the frustrating part is I feel like I didn't get anything done, right? I just chased a whole bunch of cats across the yard and then went home. It's interesting too, because in my current situation, we mob program everything. And so we're on a call together all day. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it it's a little bit better if we can all get focused, mm-hmm. but it's still hard to feel like, I'm necessarily accomplishing as much as I could because I have other people on the call to distract me all day. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, what happens so, yeah. with the way, like the, the the way the knowledge work society is set up today as programmers, we are, as anyone in the engineering or tech space, we realize we're knowledge workers. And as knowledge workers, one of the most powerful things that we have at our disposal is our thinking power, right? So we can either use it to our advantage to get what we want or we will get you know mm-hmm. we'll get pulled in different directions 
and uh, we will never be able to accomplish what we truly wanted to accomplish. Yeah, so, I think John Lee Dumas calls it OPA, other people's agenda. Other people's agenda. That's a great way to put it. Um, it's it, it, other people's agenda, uh, like other people's agenda. Even you yourself can be a big distraction. You yourself can easily find ways to distract yourself all day long. You can be sitting in a room, nobody else is distracting you, but you yourself are like, oh, let me check Facebook. Let me check Twitter. Let me check Instagram. Let me check email. And on and on you go before, you know, the whole day is spent doing the stupid, crazy work, mm -hmm. right? Or distracting yourself. So one of the things, like the thing, I, I went on like this. I went on like this crazy life for years and years until something happened in my career, which really snapped, you know, I, I felt like I was pissed off. And what happened was a guy who was three years my junior, he got promoted ahead of me. This guy would clock in at 9am and leave work at 5pm. He was this guitarist for a little rock band in San Diego. He used to play basketball every day. And I'm thinking to myself, WTF, you know, like, what the hell, man? I am here struggling all day from 6 a.m. till 11 p.m. every day, getting nowhere with my career, trying to work hard. And here's this guy, clocks in at 9 a.m., checks out at 5 p.m., lives a full life, plays guitar, plays basketball. What the hell's going on? I felt like I was already plateauing in life, right? I was, you know, working hard. I was doing all these things, but I wasn't going anywhere. I was feeling stuck. I was feeling drained. I was feeling tired. I was feeling unfulfilled. I was going nowhere. I was already underachieving in my life. I don't know if you've, you know, felt that, but we've all been there where. Oh, yeah. Um, where that, that's about when I leave that job and go get another one. <laughs> yeah, because you're pissed. You, you're you saying, hey, you guys didn't give me a promotion. You gave someone else a promotion who was not even as deserving, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's but, not even the promotion. It's just the boy, what am I doing here, right? Yeah, I'm not fulfilled. I'm bored. I'm not happy. Uh, I, you know, I go home every day and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I, you know, I yell at my kids and yeah, you know, what, what am I doing, right? So I need a change of scenery. And so what winds up happening is, is yeah, I'll go get another job and it's great because I'm learning and I'm, you know, I'm growing and I'm contributing for six months. And mm -hmm. then I go through the same cycle again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we think we're making a change because the external conditions by changing the external circumstances, somehow yeah. things will change on our it end. It feels different. Not... So yay, but in the yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. But a year later is the same story. So unless something inside of us changes, all of these external realities will not really change anything for us in reality. So when that crazy shit happened, when I saw this guy, you know, who was way, way junior than me, he got promoted. I got pissed, man. I was like, no, I got to figure this shit out. That's when I was like, man, this guy gets so much more work done, even though he doesn't work as many hours. What's the, what's the, what's the key here? So I went on a spree, on a binge. I started reading every damn productivity book that was out there like a maniac. I, I remember the first productivity book, quote-unquote productivity book that I came across was a four-hour work week. Not necessarily direct productivity, but it really opened my idea to what was my eyes to what was possible when you focus and when you get stuff done and you, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of using 80-20 principle to 
focus on the few important things and letting go of other things and Parkinson's law and all those things. But the book that really, really, really influenced me was The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. Have you read that one, Chuck? I have. It's a terrific book. It's such a good book, man. That book like really, really, really like put my head in the right space. So because one of the things, one of the things that Drucker talked about, and that's exactly what was my big struggle. He said, you know, as a knowledge worker, as a knowledge worker in today's economy, your ability to focus, your ability to concentrate is the highest skill that you will have in life because that's the skill for which you are paid the most, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to do high quality work, if you want to do high quality work, you need to work in large chunks of time. And what he said, which was very profound, well, he said very something very, very, very profound. He said, if you want to, you know, it's it's one thing to say, I will work on this project. I have this important project deadline today. So I'm going to do spend 10 minutes here, five minutes here, four minutes there, seven minutes here, 10 minutes there. Maybe you, okay, so let's say you're working on uh, project, on project uh, X and there are two people who are working on it. There's person A and person B. Person A, what they do is they work on that project for a total of eight hours or total of eight hours for a whole day. That means is they work on the project for 10 minutes, then they take a two minute break, then they work on the project for another 15 minutes, then they take another mm-hmm. five minute break. They work on the project for another 20 minutes and then take another three minute break and then work on the project for another seven minutes and then they take three minute break and so on and so forth. So even though they work on the project for eight hours, they literally took 17 hours of the day more or less to get those eight hours in because of right. all the breaks and the distractions and all the things that happened, right? Person B, on the other end, works on the project for three hours nonstop, large chunk of time, right? Nonstop, the person B works on the project for three hours. Who do you think is going to make more progress? Who do you think is going to get stuff done? Three-hour person. Yes, because he's doing what we call deep work. Great yep. book on the topic um, by Cal Newport, who's Cal a computer, Newport, science yep. before, computer science professor at uh, Georgetown, guys from MIT. And what uh, Peter Drucker was talking about 20 years ago, Kyle Newport is talking about today in his book, Deep Work. The idea is that if you cannot do deep work, if your work is distributed all across, you will never do high quality work. Drucker said, dribs and drabs of work, even if they amount, even if they total up to impressive quantities in hours, will never be as good as one solid dedicated block of time that you work on it. Even he, right. he went on to say, like, you can spend three to four times more time on something, but if it's all dribs and drabs of time here and there, the total volume of the time is useless compared to one solid chunk of uninterrupted time. It's funny when you say that because anybody who's actually done that, like anybody who's been able to focus in that way, they feel that, right? I mean, you can feel it. If you if you put in, you just get sucked into a project you can feel that when you when you walk away from it after a few hours, you're just like, wow, I got a ton done in those couple of hours. Yes, man. There's something magical about that. And the thing is, I mean, when I went through that phase, when the guy got promoted ahead of me and I got, I was so livid, I was so mad. I was like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I started reading everything as I was telling you, right? I studied Drucker. I studied, uh, you know, 
so many books on time management, productivity, Brian Tracy, all the other books that you can think of, habits, uh, routines, rituals, goal setting, systems, execution, the four disciplines of execution, leverage, the 80-20 principle, brain performance, your brain at work, um, neuroplasticity. I, I just went bonkers, crazy busy, crazy at work, all, all sorts mm-hmm. of books, that, you know, some of the greatest books ever written on productivity, getting things done, uh, you know, 18 minutes and eat that frog by Brian Tracy and four seconds by Peter Bregman and time warrior and tiny many habits and so on and so forth. And the more I read these books, what would happen? So the, what I did, how I approached this problem was uh, because I'm an engineer, right? Uh, I like to solve problems methodically. So I would like, I would take these books. I would read the books. I would apply the principles, but the next day I would go back to doing the same thing. Yep. The problem was, that I would just like go from book to book. It's almost like when people uh, read a productivity blog, they will do something and they will do it for a few days and then they're back to their same old things. So I literally read and studied 70 of the greatest productivity, time management, goal achievement, execution books, all sorts of books. And I started to, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. Oh, okay, I'm doing that. I'm applying compound effect today. Oh, I'm applying Stephen Pressfield's uh, do the work today. Oh, no, I'm doing four disciplines of execution today. Oh, I'm doing 12-week year today and so on and so forth. So my mind just like, even though I was trying all these different things, I felt like I was still sputtering. I was like still like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of struggling to make sense of, everything like I was trying to figure out okay how does it all fit together how does it all fit together and that's when I actually said okay well all of these things are great as they are but I need to put together a system and that's when I actually put together a real step-by-step system that applied all of the good principles from these great books I took the best ideas from these best books and you know that we've sold, we've literally oh yeah uh, talked about uh, my productivity book summary pack on this podcast where I have shared some of the best ideas from the best productivity books from from seventy of the greatest productivity books. So anyone who wants, they can go and listen to that one as well. But the the key here that really flipped it for me was me having a system in place that actually made all of these ideas come alive and become useful for me rather than just randomly approaching it random like that's you know where people read a blog they pick an idea they randomly try it and you know four days later they're back to their normal self it doesn't really work it it doesn't it doesn't really help much but once i had the system once i had a system for making stuff happen like for for and over the years i've really been honing in on the system because then you know once I had the system down, I got promoted. And by the time I left my engineering career, I was managing billion dollars cell phone projects at Qualcomm. And then I left that job um, to start 2000 books. And you know, 2000 books is, or I started in 2015. It's a, it's a very successful business. And I've been, I've been doing all of that. And I've been enjoying life on a different level as a result of being very clear on how to be productive. I want to I want to share with you guys a principle of productivity that I mean maybe 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 I want to talk to you a little more about deep work the book deep work by Cal Newport because mm-hmm. that one was very influential in my thinking of how to go about doing uh, great work have you you're familiar with deep work yeah i read it several years ago yeah so 
one of the one of the principles in deep work um, <laughs> he talks about is uh, the idea of like attention momentum and attention residue this is really crucial to understand for knowledge workers today if you want to do great work you need attention momentum what that means is you need to focus on one thing for for minutes for hours and for as much as possible without creating any attention residue what that means is when we have something when we are thinking about something in our brain we create the space let's call it the attention space but as soon as someone as soon as we pollute i call it pollute as soon as we start thinking about something else let's say we start thinking about that facebook post or that instagram post or that email mm-hmm. or anything that post as soon as we start thinking about that it pollutes our attention space and that means whatever we are working on that is not really uh, the primary thing that the brain is processing anymore and the brain is now going back and forth between the primary task that you had and the attention residue the the residue from the previous task that you were trying to think about maybe it's the more emotionally charged something is the bigger your attention residue becomes right mm-hmm. so your your attention workspace so to speak is a heap it's not a stack yeah. and so you know if you're if you're go from one thing to the next to the next instead of having you know the thing that you were focused on a minute ago kind of cleanly popped off the stack and that context being cleaned up it's more like a heap where you know you might have little bits of it you know stick around for a little while until garbage collection finally gets around to cleaning it up and so you're going to have these blocks of area in your attention workspace that are taken up by other things and it makes your program less efficient oh yeah it makes everything less efficient i mean we're talking programming but we're talking about your brain is the same exact yeah. thing yeah think of your uh, random access memory like if, i'm not sure if the programmers here are kind of used to working with the ram at that low layer because most people are probably working at a much higher layer most um, are yeah yeah so they may not be familiar with the ram usage but what happens in a computer is anytime the computer is working on a task you switch the task over the computer has to save the context of the task you have to save the context of the task somewhere so that when you switch over you're if you're working on task a and now suddenly task b comes in you have to s- save the context of task a somewhere and then load in task b and execute mm-hmm. on task b right and then you're working on task b and then suddenly task a interrupt comes in now you have to load out the task b's context you have to put it away somewhere in memory and then you have to load back in task a's context so yeah. instead of working on task a like a maniac you're going task a task b task c task d task b task c task d you're constantly switching context you're constantly loading context from the ram unloading it into the ram back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth and all that communication bandwidth the abuse of that leads to dramatic loss in productivity Did I yeah. did I make myself clear to the higher layer programmers out there because I am I'm, I'm I used to be a very close to metal kind of guy so I used to work on chips and hardware and all those things so so we used to think a lot more about context and switch like switching context as the tasks like as we're switching tasks and things like that I th- I believe you have I mean I've had training in that area as well so I followed along Yeah the, the, the yeah. challenge in programming as it is in the use of our brain it's not very different we are one yeah. cpu we're not eight core cpu we are one core cpu 
And but Manny, I can multitask. I'm good <laughs> at it. That's exactly the problem, man. The biggest <laughs> challenge people have today is they're multitasking. They just want to go crazy, multitask all across the board. They're doing task A, then task B comes in, and then they're like, yeah, I'm Superman, I can go task B. And then I'm Superman, I'll do task C. I'm Superman, I'll do task D, and so on and so forth it goes before. There, there are three massive, massive, massive reasons why multitasking is giant myth. There's actually a book called Multitasking is a Myth. And I, I summarized that in our um, in our productivity summary pack as well. The giant myth in multitasking. So, so there are three benefits to single tasking or three downsides, major downsides of multitasking. First is it stresses the hell out of you. As you switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between tasks, you get super, super duper stressed right? Because your brain is just unable to do anything for a consistent period of time. It just gets burnt out. The burnout comes as a result of that constant switching back and forth. You don't feel very burnt out when you're focused in on one thing for the day and you're like writing clean code or anything like that. You're just in the zone. Like, you know, you ever wonder why athletes, the premier athletes, they never talk about burnout. They're in their zone. They're doing the work. They're doing their work for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. They're not like, hey, let me quickly check my Facebook and Instagram to see what's going on. No, Kobe Bryant, when you think of him, he ain't like, you don't think of him as a guy who was like, oh, let me check some email and let me check some Twitter while I'm practicing my basketball game. Think about that. He shows up at the gym at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 4 a.m. That's what his practice was like, 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. He would be at the gym. You think Kobe Bryant had the time to dick around with his text messages and Instagram and Facebook while he was focused on becoming the greatest basketball player ever? Not really, right? Nope. Same, uh, none of these guys did that. All the great ones never really allowed themselves to multitask. So the first, the biggest challenge with multitasking is that it burns you out. It leads to massive amounts of stress. The second challenge with multitasking no matter how much you say you're good at multitasking, you're horrible at it. Your brain is a single task. <laughs> Seriously, you're horrible at it. You're, you're terrible. Um, and I have literally, like, I have conducted this experiment with so many people. Nobody passes the multitask test. Nobody. I've never come across someone who passes the multitask test. The second key, okay? The second reason why multitasking doesn't work is because it leads to low quality of work. Very low quality of work. They're constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The constant switching of context, the constant attention residue popping in leads to terrible quality of work. And the third key is it takes much, much, much longer. If you were to do task A in two hours and task B in two hours and task C in two hours, and now if I said every 10 minutes, you're going to switch between task A to task B to task C, you will finish all three of those tasks, not in six hours, but more like in 16 hours because your brain is just going to get fried going from task A to B to C to B to A to C to D to, you know, that context switching is just going to kill you. So it's really important to not let multitasking get in the way of you doing high volumes of high quality work. This is where, again, like the deep work concept is so crucial. All that constant back and forth between your work and something else is just going to kill everything, everything what we call as attention momentum. And another thing I want to add to this whole equation is once you start indulging in doing 
more deep work in your life and more what Drucker used to call chunks of time. And the more you indulge in those, the more you are able to focus in on one thing for extended periods of time, the more meaningful your life becomes, the more meaningful and satisfying your life becomes. Have I made that clear, Chuck? Well, yeah. And just just for me, I mean, you know, I don't get any fulfillment from, you know, messing around on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, and I don't get I don't get fulfillment out of, you know, playing some dumb game on my phone. And I do plenty of that, believe me. It, yeah, it is. It's those other things, right? It's where I'm doing something meaningful with my kids or I'm accomplishing something that means something professionally or I'm able to help podcast listeners with their careers or, you know, it's those kinds of things that give me the fulfillment. And I can't, I can't get to those things unless I can just buckle down and get the things done that get me there. Yeah, yeah, man. Fulfillment comes from doing uh, doing high volumes of high quality work. Fulfillment does not come from doing dribs and drabs of work here and there and waiting for Friday yep. to come around so you can chill out and enjoy life. That's not a fulfilling life. That's an empty life most of the times. Fulfillment comes from producing something meaningful, something great, something extraordinary with your life, right? And that only yep. happens as a result of doing great focused work in some ways. So the key, I mean, as as we were talking about, like we talked about a little bit about effective executive and we're, then we're talking about um, uh, drug, um, like we were talking about uh, deep work. Another book that really comes to mind, which I really enjoyed and I put those principles too into my system, really, 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 really important to understand is the idea of what kind of breaks do you take when you're switching between time, when you are actually tired, when you are, when you're like, let's say you're working on some programming thing for two hours straight, nonstop. Now you feel like, hey, I need a reward. I've earned myself a reward. What do you do? You jump on Facebook, you jump on Instagram, you jump on Twitter, whatever it is. See, that's the time when you don't do shit like that. You actually do what's called task negative thinking. So there's something called task positive thinking and task negative. Task positive is when you're fully focused on a task at hand and all of your attention and resources are devoted to that. Task negative thinking, as um, Daniel Leverton talks about in the book, The Organized Mind, task negative is when you uh, just let your mind go blank in the sense you're not thinking about anything specific, but you're taking, um, uh, you know, you're allowing your mind to think whatever it thinks about without taking in any new information. So the various ways to be in task negative mode, let's say you've worked on something important for two hours, go take a walk, listen to some classical music, breathe deeply for a few minutes, eat something nourishing, maybe pump out five, 10, 20 push-ups. All of this is task negative mode of, or just going for a run or walking around in the nature or whatever. All of those breaks, all of those kinds of breaks are what's called task negative. Because you're not really trying to take in new information at this point. You're just taking, you're just uh, letting your mind process what's in there. One of the things that I used to be addicted to was uh, as soon as I had done something, I used to be addicted to checking my phone or Twitter or Facebook or anything. Or even if I'm standing in the line, have you noticed that, you know, we're so so addicted to our information, our devices today, that if you're standing in the line, you're constantly checking your phone. It's like that compulsion or if you are walking somewhere maybe you are even sitting in your car you're checking your phone maybe you are you know 
sitting, uh, you're walking in nature, you're checking your phone. Well, it's a compulsion. We're stuck doing that all the time. But uh, as Cal Newport talks about in the book, Deep Work, the, the, the magic happens when you allow yourself to, to clean up your thinking and not actually think about anything. What's call, what he calls, allow yourself to be bored. Because that's when you find massive solutions to your problems. That's when you are able right. to do high, giant volumes of work in very limited time. Because when you allow yourself to bo- be bored and then you are not taking any new information in, when your brain is just processing in the background and coming up with solutions to problems that you don't, that you can't figure out just by conscious thinking, that's where breakthroughs happen. But most of us don't allow ourselves to get those breakthroughs. Yeah, um, and back to that idea of just the clutter in your head. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that's what happens. Like I've started training for an Ironman and we've talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. But I get out for a long run or a, a long bike ride Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll listen to a book or something while I'm out, but sometimes I just go and I just turn it all off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it feels like by the time I get back that all of the things that keep, you know, coming up for air while I'm trying to do the kind of work that we're talking about, you know, in my head, all that stuff has shut off because for an hour or so, I haven't engaged any of it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, by the time I'm done, I start thinking about a problem and I am able to engage at a different level because yeah all that all that noise is has been shut off because mm-hmm. the only things i was paying attention to were my breathing and my pace mm-hmm. it's fascinating how we come up with solutions when we're not uh, taking in we're not like inundating ourselves with new information all the time how we are able to make massive progress and do large like when i when i when i when we were talking about the idea like doing massive volumes high quality of large volumes of work in and large volumes of high quality work the high quality work is the crucial element because anyone can yeah. do large volumes of work even the sweeper the street sweeper is doing large volumes of work but high quality is where high quality thinking comes into play and that's where all of this comes into play that we're talking about you know the deep work modes and the, the you know having that um finding those uh, places to to finding those ways to actually allow your brain to relax and then get mm-hmm. back into work and allow your brain to relax and process and get back. So what I found with all of this madness of me reading all of these 70 books and figuring out all of this out, what I really found at the end of it was that your work output is not a function of time. Your work output is not a function of time. Your work output to me the new equation of work output is equal to time multiplied by your productivity system that you're deploying. Like the question for all of the listeners today is, do you have a productivity system? Do you have a system that actually will, you know, will help you apply all of these things that we've talked about? And not only that, we've talked about, we've talked about maybe two or three key ideas that uh, you need to work on. But when it comes to productivity, when it comes to delivering great work there's a lot more because you need a system you need a process to make deep work happen you need a system to make you know what Drucker said make it happen you need a process and a system to plan your day to execute on that day to review the day all of those things without a system you're going to fail you're going to fail at productivity every single time well and what's interesting just to clarify when you talk about a system you're not talking about use Trello or use Jira, what you're talking about is what habits 
what behaviors are you going to implement into your workday that are going to get you these results? Exactly. What I'm talking about is a systematic process to approach your workday every yep. single day. It's not some fancy smancy new productivity app or anything like that because I see those ton. Like those are just random hacks. Like, oh, you know, just do this or that. Like, yeah, they work for a little bit before you find a new productivity hack. And then you're like, okay, let me try that or some new app. And now you're on to that one and so on and so forth. No, no, no. I'm talking about a timeless system that if you implement it day in and day out, your productivity goes through the roof. So that's why I designed my system. I wanted, I was like, I have read all of these books. There's so much stuff I have learned, but now I need to put it to practice every single day without having to go back to the books, without have to, having to go back to the ideas and without feeling like one day I'm practicing one, one day I'm practicing another idea and never really feeling any sense of um, like, oh yeah, today this idea sounds good. Tomorrow that idea sounds good. I went through that phase. I went through that phase of figuring out what the best ideas were. And then I put together what I built out for myself. It's called Double Your Productivity by 5 p.m. Tomorrow, I literally built out a productivity system for myself. And simple, I, I want to reemphasize the title of this, uh, of what I just told you guys. Double your productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Really. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. It's not designed to be like 20 hours of system that you execute on. No, it's very light. It's very fast. It's supposed to be such that you get in, you execute on the system, and by 5 p.m. tomorrow, you will double your productivity or your money back. Really, it's really as profound as that. And I have so many people who have come back to me saying, hey man, I never believed this shit when you said I will you know, double your productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow. But literally... One day they will buy the course and next day they will email me saying, dude, this is legit. This actually is exactly what you said. Like I have had the most productive day in years because of following this system. So the reason why the system works is because I made sure there's no theoretical mumbo jumbo that I'm focusing on. We talked about a lot of theoretical stuff today, this call to kind of set the stage for you. But this system is like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's a simple step-by-step formula. It's literally a worksheet. You take that worksheet, you do the little video training that shows you how to fill out the worksheet on day one. Let's say, even if you start implementing the system by 9 p.m. tonight, you just go through the training, you take the worksheet, you fill it out. By 5 p.m. tomorrow, if you do what is on your worksheet, if you follow that system, I guarantee you will have the most productive day you've had in years. And if you don't, dude, we literally, I, it's 100% money bank guarantee on the system. So I, I think this is a life changer, like a game changer for a lot of people because even if you can get, like, maybe you feel like, oh, double, man, I can't really double my productivity. Yes, you can. But even if you were to get an additional two or three hours out of this productivity system every single day, how much is that time worth to you? It's insane. So I really wanted to make the system available to all of the people out there. So what I did was right now, and um, right now because you know we're right in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday season of doing you know of promotions, I added some insane. I'm I'm telling telling insane bonuses to make this such a crazy deal. And not only that, uh, we'll talk about how your listeners can get this at a stupid discount as well. So one of the 
bonuses I added was a live workshop for goal setting for 2021. Live implementation workshop for annual goal setting. And I call it the goal getting workshop because most people are just obsessed with goal setting. But the key is to not only set goals, but build systems and processes so that you will achieve those goals. So there's a live workshop when you join uh, Double Your Party Ready by 5 p.m. tomorrow. There's a live implementation workshop for annual goal setting. Not only that, I will teach you a live masterclass, which is all about tapping into your motivation. I call it the endless motivation system. In this, I will teach you exactly how to generate motivation on demand, no matter what. Another live masterclass I'll be teaching is how to become a finisher. No matter what you start, how to become a finisher. Because greatness is not about starting. It's about finishing in life. Another implementation workshop I'll be teaching live is how to 5x your results using the 51-1 formula. It's a draw from the 80-20 formula. It goes much deeper than the 80-20 formula. And I'll teach the live workshop. I'll teach you exactly how you can get 510% results by focusing on your top 1% effort and spending 10x the time on those. I'll teach you exactly how to get massive results. And not only that, in this workshop, in this uh, in this uh, five double your priority by 5 p.m. tomorrow, along when people buy the program, they also get 12 live high-performance coaching calls, group coaching calls with me. So they're always like able to get their questions answered uh, across the board. And not only that, one more bonus, I just forgot about that, is... Double your productivity when working from home. Because right now, for all those people who are working from home, I know how stressful it is, how hard it is to work from home and your kids are around you, your you know, family's around you. And how do you get into focus mode? How do you do your deep work? How do you you know, implement the system? I'm going to teach that in Double Your Productivity from Home, my training system. All of these, and there's a bunch of other bonuses as well. All of those are included when people buy it during this Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And not only that, we have a Cyber Monday discount or Black Friday slash Cyber Monday discount. Do you want me to tell you about that? Well, hang on for a second because I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, I just want the course. <laughs> I mean, all the other stuff, I'm just like, holy cow, just pile it on. But uh, I, I mean, that's the thing though for me too. Just and, and this is something that you know I try and offer people when I'm trying to help them too is it's one thing to get the course and, you know, and, and even go watch it, it's another thing to actually have somebody help you implement it. And so, I mean, you know, Manny was talking about this stuff and I'm just sitting there going, yeah, see, that's where the gold is, right? Because it's not just a, hey, here's some videos, good luck. It's, hey, let's let's go put this into practice so that you can get where you want to get. Yeah, man, that's so huge. Like I am so big on implementation. So I love doing these live workshops where I will literally help you do the things that I'm teaching, not just like, hey, maybe you will get the results, maybe not. So that's why we do the live group coaching calls to, uh, and 12 like, group coaching calls. But not only that, the, that's one of the big reasons why I'm doing the live implementation workshop for the annual goal setting. It's not just, um, you know, you just read the book and do the goal setting. No, we're going to actually do it live together. And that's huge. Yeah, I, I've been to a few things like that for some of the other coaching s- systems that I've been a part of. Um, you know, that, that are part of my process. And it's always helpful. It's so helpful to just, you know, get in and have somebody kind of work you through the process and then come out of it going, okay, um, I've got a set of things that are doable, achievable, you know, approachable. I have a strategy yeah. for getting them done. Yeah. 
I mean, that that's that's the magic right there. Yeah, it is. It is. It is magic being able to implement all of this and get feedback and to step into the next thing. Okay, well, yeah, this is what I need to do. I got this. I got this result. What do I do next? All of that is where you really take your performance to the next level. So, yep, yep. all of that is included in this when people buy doubles your productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, you said there was a discount too, right? Yes, it's a ridiculous discount. So total value of everything we just talked about, the double your productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow, the system, the training, then the courses that I'm included, including in this, then the live implementation workshops that we just talked about and the live coaching calls, all of that combined is $2,770. But right now, when people go to 2000books.com slash double and use the coupon code double, they can get the Black Friday Cyber Monday discount on this whole package. It's a pretty big discount and the discount will expire after Cyber Monday. And it is for the first 50 people who use this coupon and participate in this deal. You see, uh, we're already promoting this offer to our email list. So I don't want to burden our coaching system and have thousands of people on the calls because I can't really give them the time and attention they need. And that's why it's a limited time, limited people offer. 2000books.com slash double coupon code double. All right. Why do I get the feeling you're practically giving this away? I am because I want you to get all of this fun stuff and then buy more of my stuff. How's that for a refreshingly fresh way of approaching business. I want you guys to get so much value from this shit. So you're like, holy cow, man, and give me everything else you got. This is a way for me to say, hey, take take all of this great stuff. And if all of this makes you happy, we have a shit ton more to sell you. I'm not the one to try and tell you, oh, we're just, you know, we're finding, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here. I literally, the reason why we're we're giving such a great deal is because I want you to buy more from us. It's really as simple as that. It's a win-win. If you win, if you use this, you get results from it. Hey, let's do more. I want to give you more. Well, and, you know, just looking back over what we've already talked about on this episode, there's already a ton of great content that you gave us for free. So I can only imagine what you're going to get if you go and, you know, pay for a system like this. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. This is a system. This is a step-by-step system. As I said, it's we talked about so many great ideas. We talked about so much great knowledge. And that's the thing with knowledge. There's so much great productivity knowledge that's out there on blogs, on podcasts, on YouTube, and all of this. Yes, it's great. But unless there is a specific step-by-step system, and unless there's like interaction, unless there's coaching, unless there's implementation, it's just all going to go to waste. And that's why I'm I I like to put it all together as something that people can get uh, value out of. You always spring this stuff on me. It's like, well, you know, the first 50 people and it's Black Friday. So now I've got to go and like get this edited real fast so we can get it out in time. But um, I really appreciate you coming on and just, yeah, just dropping all this knowledge for people. I think think a package like this is definitely well worth it. And so, yeah, I encourage everybody to go check out. I'm going to go and do some deep work to get this out. And... uh, yeah. Um, awesome, guys. Um, I, I want to just close it out by saying that 2021 is right around the corner. And I want you to make 2021 your best year ever. And it's going to happen with one day at a time. It's not magic. It's, nothing is magical. Just one day, one step at a time. As long as you keep doing the work and you keep putting together masterpiece days. 
you yep. will have a great year. So make 2021 your best year ever. That's what I want to say. Awesome. All right, back to you guys listening on the 2000 Books podcast. Here's the deal. If you want to grab this Black Friday Cyber Monday deal, just head on over to 2000books.com slash double and use the coupon code double to get all the trainings and the live workshops and the live coaching for this heck of a deal. Really heck of a deal. All right, guys, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the live coaching calls inside the Double Your Productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow system. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.